Studios, please start your archive recording. Stations, if you encounter technical issues during the broadcast, please call the Georgia Tech Studio Hotline at 336-831-0821. Coming up on 30 seconds until airtime. Mark, 30 seconds until airtime. Stations, your final time cue will be with 15 seconds until airtime. Mark, 15 seconds until airtime. Once again, stations, if you encounter technical issues during the broadcast, please call the Georgia Tech Studio Hotline at 336-831-0821. Wednesday night in Atlanta, and that means it's time to talk Yellow Jacket football. Welcome to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 is brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. Drive sober or get pulled over by Coca-Cola. No matter what your favorite game day food, it'll pair perfectly with a Coke. Together, taste better. And by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Visit us at Georgia georgiapower.com slash community power on georgia now let's join your host the voice of the yellow jackets andy demetra and welcome in on another wednesday night gt60 on the georgia tech sports network from learfield img college and we are officially inside of 48 hours until tommy's leather the best backdrop in college football will get lit up on a friday night as your yellow jackets take on louisville the first time georgia tech plays a friday home game since 1958 will be a special night all around and we can't wait to discuss it all with the head coach of your yellow jacket jeff collins over the next hour i'm andy demetra Thanks so much for listening to another edition of GT60. And Coach, how are things coming out of the bye? Uh, going good. Uh, we got a lot of things that we had to work on, and the guys did a great job attacking every single day, getting better uh, in every phase of the game, and uh, just excited to put the ball down Friday night, ESPN, uh, downtown Atlanta. It's going to be awesome. What is your philosophy on coaching in a bye week? You want to teach, obviously, but you also have to manage the bumps and bruises and make sure you guys take advantage of that break in the schedule. But you also want to make sure your players stay engaged so that they don't come back rusty or, or not in rhythm. How do you normally handle coaching a bye week? Yes, yeah, so the big thing, the, the first and foremost we do is the self-scout piece. Uh, make sure we go over all three games, what we need to do better, uh, what we are doing well, what fits our personnel that we're playing with, and uh, those kind of things. We did that extensively Sunday and Monday. Uh, uh, the guys got a really good lift in on Monday. We had a really good practice on Tuesday. A lot of developmental work as well. Uh, another big lift day, self-scout day on Wednesday. Uh, and then we started the uh, the Louisville prep last Thursday, uh, eight days out, uh, while still getting some good developmental work uh, as well. From a self-scouting standpoint, then, what have you identified on both sides of the ball, <laughs> areas of growth where you want to see your team take that next step out of the bye? Yeah, don't turn the ball over. Okay. <laughs> so, Next question. Yeah. <laughs> just that, that's the biggest thing. We've been moving the ball up and down the field. Uh, we've been stopping people. We've been giving up too many explosive plays. But just playing and play out defensively is playing at a really high level uh, to take away some explosive plays. And offensively, we're moving the ball up and down the field. But then, uh, you know, we, we've been turning the ball over. We have to stop doing that. The guys understand that piece. Uh, Mike Flynn has shared some stats with us that we've shared with the team about, you know, the the results of turnovers uh, and how it affects winning and losing games and uh, so our guys are well versed in all of that data all of those statistics uh, but we still got to make sure we're playing Friday night ESPN we've got to hold on to the football and we've got to take the football away from them are those uh, proprietary numbers from Mike Flynn any that we can share about the the importance of winning the turnover battle yeah, that's a big word you just said, Andy. I appreciate that. So, Well, yeah. you know, we are at Tech, so <laughs> our, our listeners can handle it, unlike some. Uh, 275 rushing yards against Syracuse, and that was without Jordan Mason, who's been yeah. unavailable the last two games. How buoyed are you seeing such little drop-off in your rushing attack the last two games without a guy who was an All-ACC back in, in Jordan Mason? This rushing attack is far from ground to a halt. 
Right. Well, and that, you know, I think we, th- we all think the world of JP, um, excited for him to, for when he can get back and return to us. Um, but the guys have been doing a good job. The other piece of it is we've been out our, our first and second, uh, or basically one a and one B, uh, tight ends, our starting tight ends have not played in the last two games. And, uh, you know, they're a big part of the run game. What we do protection wise as well, uh, hats off to Jack Coco and true freshman, Billy Ward, uh, stepping in for Dylan Leonard and Dylan Devaney uh, while they've been out. Um, but just hats off to the running backs, Coach Choice, the O-line, Coach Key, uh, for what they've been able to do moving the ball. And, uh, again, we've been able to move the ball uh, very well. We just got to make sure we protect it and hold on to it um, at all times. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you said that with Dylan Leonard, Dylan Devaney not available, you've played far less 12 personnel. So these guys are doing this without potentially an extra blocker Gibbs, uh, Griffin, Smith, all had career highs against Syracuse, yep. and, and that should put into context just how good they have been running these last two games. Of course, Georgia Tech versus Louisville, 7 p.m. The kick time will be on the air with network pregame at 5 p.m. It's a special night, not only because it's the first time in six decades Georgia Tech has played a home game on a Friday, but also it's the annual Cape Day ATL game. The support of Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, very close to your heart. You've taken it to the next level right. this year. So what this game game will showcase with Children's Healthcare of Atlanta gives it an extra special meaning to you. Yeah, I think it's just a great cause, one that our athletic department, uh, our student athletes are, are all in on, and it uh, means a lot to us, and we've even begun the uh, Money Down initiative where we donate money for successful third down stops on defense, um, and the successful third down conversions and even fourth down conversions uh, on offense, and happily to donate uh, to such a worthy cause, um, so that, that's part of the reason why it's such a big deal to us um, every time we get a money down situation is uh, you know doing whatever we can for the kids um, and also to be able to play at a high level as well there'll be some changes uh, you know we won't have the 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 superheroes uh, that are actually at that at Choa out at the game um, you know we won't have yellow jacket alley obviously um, we won't have the gray uniforms uh, this year they're still overseas uh, with the global pandemic going on but our hearts and our thoughts um, and all of our positive energy and positive vibes that we can send out uh, to the young boys and girls uh, over at Choa. We, we do that every single day. Still a very worthy spotlight. Uh, two days from now, Georgia Tech versus Louisville. We'll continue the conversation with head coach Jeff Collins in a moment. Our featured guest in the second half hour of GT60, your associate head coach and offensive line coach, Brent Key. Oh, I'm sure you got some stories of Coach Key from his <laughs> playing days. Looking forward to hearing from Coach Key yeah. tonight. And of course, we continue after this. It's GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Today tastes like game day at home. Like assigned couch seating. (laughs) Tastes like coffee table dining. And an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. (laughs) Today tastes like watching football is supposed to. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. Gold. It's not just our color. It's our commitment. It defines us. Drives us. It's our standard. And our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable. Forever gold-blooded. Georgia Tech football. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Football season is here and the fall months are approaching, but it's still warm, which means pests like ants, roaches, and mosquitoes are still out in force. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Atlanta-based Arrow Exterminators is trusted to keep a pest-free zone at the Yellow Jackets home, so rest assured that with Arrow's pest and termite control, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free home evaluation today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. 
Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside tech athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Talking all things Yellow Jacket Athletics. To be a part of today's show, send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Higher Regency Atlanta has rambling rates all season. Visit HigherRegencyAtlanta.com and use offer code GTech. Higher Regency Atlanta, a preferred partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. A Wednesday night here in Midtown Atlanta, it's GT60. Andy Demetra, head coach Jeff Collins, and joined later on by offensive line coach Brent Key. You saw him your first two years as a GA at Tech. I'm curious if there's anything you noticed about Coach Key that convinced you at the time you were watching a future coach. Yeah, just how, how obviously how smart, how cerebral Brent is, uh, but the way he plays the game with passion, with intensity, uh, the way he would finish every single play uh, the right way. A great teammate, you know, was a great leader. Uh, there, there, there's so many things that just you could see when he was a player, you know, that would make him a great coach. Coach O'Leary saw it right away, uh, right when his college days were over playing college football here at Georgia Tech. Uh, coach O'Leary actually had him replace me as a graduate assistant when I got promoted to full-time coach uh, as a young you know young GA getting promoted and uh, Brent took over that spot and uh, you know I just think the things that he's done in his coaching career uh, speak volumes uh, and actually you know leaving one of the you know preeminent programs in the country to come join his alma mater come back home uh, says a lot about how much he loves this place uh, how much value he sees in this place and how bright uh, he knows this future of this football program is going to be and looking forward to talking with coach key beginning around the bottom of the hour we got to talk with coach key before the season gets too long or else his voice is going to be completely shot (laughs) i I think offensive line coaches are the raspiest position group coaches in college football so you got to get key earlier in the season tell me we didn't go into this last week on gt60 but i'm curious the biggest thing jeff sims learned and gained from facing a defense like syracuse they were a bit unorthodox they play a 335 something that he can use from that experience to get better moving forward yeah just the the understanding the looks I mean, they came from everywhere they're doing all kind of replace blitzes disguising here blitzing here uh unique coverages um so just trusting the process going through all your reads and progressions uh trusting the protection uh and delivering the ball on time um but he's such a such a competitor such a student of the game um just really proud to see how he uh bounces back Um, But we think the world of Jeff around here. From your experience, do the young players benefit the most in their development from a bye week? Yeah, I would I would say that's true. You know, we've got three true freshmen uh, that are playing significant snaps for us uh, on offense. Running back Jameer Gibbs, quarterback Jeff Sims, and a right tackle Jordan Williams. And uh, you know, they're they're playing at a really high level. Um, just got to continue to help them work through, uh, you know, some of the growing pains. But they're 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 all three very talented. They're great competitors. Uh, they're great teammates, and uh, just excited to see them mature throughout the season and uh, continue to play at a high level. Can can you give us an example of a really savvy play that Jeff made versus Syracuse? Something that might not be readily apparent to somebody who is watching, but as a coach, knowing that all he had to process and execute made it a really encouraging play in your eyes. Well, I just, I just think his demeanor, you know, the way he comes off the sidelines, the way he owns up to any mistake he may have made, uh, that, that kind of accountability and ownership uh, for such a young guy, I think that's uncanny. Uh, he's always dapping up our offensive line, communicating with them, and uh, I, I think that's a great sign of a great leader, uh, obviously a great 
competitor and uh, some things that some just natural traits uh, that we're going to be able to build on in the present and moving forward as well. We had noted in the top of the broadcast 275 rushing yards versus Syracuse. 75 of those came from Dante Smith, who has really turned some heads through the first three games of the season. The numbers circulated on Twitter last week that entering last weekend, he led all ACC running backs in yards after contact per carry. Dante doesn't strike you as a guy who's able to bounce off tackles, but what makes him such a quietly tough runner to take down? Well, you know, first of all, I just want to t take my hats off to just how he's done this the right way. Uh, he's been a great contributor on special teams. He plays on all four teams, actually plays multiple positions on those teams, which is hard to do and still do it at a high level. Uh, and then when he's got his touches, when he's got his carries, when he's got his chance to, to get in and pass protection, he's done all of those at a high level. A tremendous competitor, a tremendous work ethic. Uh, just can't can't say enough positive things about Dante and how he's matured uh, since we first got here into the young man that he is and the great member of this organization and uh, just excited about his contributions every single day, really in every single phase. Uh, another piece that's really exciting to me is, you know, a lot of times as a head coach, you'll get a lot of negative reports of guys that need to do better in class or need to do better study hall or tutoring. You know, that's universal, but every now and then you'll get a really positive comment from a professor or from somebody in the academic center or a tutor. And I've gotten multiple of those for Dante Smith. So not only is he doing great on special teams, not only is he doing great as a high profile running back force, but he's also doing it off the field in the classroom and representing this fine institution uh, at a high level in every phase of his life. Just really proud of him. All around getting it done. Dante Smith, the redshirt sophomore from Spring Hill, Tennessee, We'll take another timeout. Also have our governor's office of highway safety ask the coach question on the other side of the break. Stay with us. It's GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Today's matchup, Scanner Energy partners up with Georgia Tech football to take on your old natural gas provider. Just like how the Yellow Jackets swarm the field, Georgia residents will be eager to stiff arm high prices and get real savings on natural gas. Visit ScanEnergy.com to take it to the house, your house. Passing up on these rates would be a complete debacle. So make a winning call and dial 877-GO-SCANA or visit ScanEnergy.com for great service and great rates this fall. Touchdown! Today tastes like game day at home. Like assigned couch seating. <laughs> tastes like coffee table dining. And an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. <laughs> Today tastes like watching football is supposed to. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. Back with more after this timeout. You're listening to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Atlanta, home of clout, home of culture, home of Georgia Tech. But it's not enough to represent a city. You have to reflect it. And our story is Atlanta's story. A place that influences and innovates. A place that doesn't wait for change, it creates it. A place of relentless drive and undeniable swagger. With a storied past and unstoppable future. That's Atlanta. That's Georgia Tech. So let others wish they were here or pretend they're from here. We are here. And when you take this celebrated program in this world-class city, you get an electricity unlike anything in college football. Welcome to Atlanta. And what's the good word? This is Georgia Tech football. talking Georgia Tech athletics in this week's edition of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. To be a part of today's show, send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. 
Football season is here. That means it's time to load up on the best snacks and some delicious ice-cold Coke for all your game day guests. Nothing tastes like everyone you love and everything you like coming together. Coca-Cola together tastes better. And we'll all get together this Friday night at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Boy, that new LED lighting system will be illuminating the best backdrop in college football on a Friday night for the first time since 1958 as your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets take on the 1-2 and two Louisville Cardinals. Second all-time leading between these programs, Georgia Tech took the first matchup 66-31 back in 2018. Let's continue the conversation with head coach Jeff Collins. And speaking of Friday nights, Let's go back to 1995, Coach. You know what you were doing in the fall of 95? <laughs> or maybe you don't. Uh, I don't. According to your resume, it says assistant coach Franklin High School yes. in North Carolina. So yep. you have experience coaching on a Friday night. I do. Now that I've stirred the memory banks a little <laughs> bit, any, any recollections of, uh, of that fall? Yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, I was doing my student teaching, uh, getting my uh, education certificate at Western Carolina and walked in uh, to the head high school uh, football office uh, probably about two weeks before camp, told them I was doing my student teaching and uh, asked if they needed any help. And they said, yeah, we need a DB coach and a receivers coach. And uh, I was hired that day <laughs> to coach DBs and coach receivers uh, and had a, had a great time doing doing it and uh you know great memories uh the defensive coordinator now at eastern care east carolina university was actually one of my defensive backs blake carroll at the time and just to see his growth uh through this profession after coaching him uh, my first year of coaching and now to see him mature um into being a big time division one uh coordinator is pretty cool as well so you walked in and hired on the spot hired on the spot man if only all job searches were that There's easy, no right? Doubt. <laughs> well, I'm back on Friday night here this week for the Yellow Jackets. Our governor's office of highway safety asked the coach question this week, coach. It comes from Garrett. He wants to know uh, what can uh, the secondary do to get better now coming out of the bye? Well, it's, I mean, if you just look at play in and play out, uh, they're, they're playing well. Just the biggest thing is the explosive plays, uh, you know, just yards per play on just the normal. The, they're, they're playing really well. Just a couple lapses in coverage or lapses in judgment on some deep balls. Uh, just got to clean that up, continue to get better. We rotate a lot of guys in uh, back there, um, but just excited. I get to work with that group every single day and uh, just, you know, staying in front, staying uh, on top of people and not giving up the explosive plays and make them earn every single yard that they get uh, is crucial. One of those players that's rotated in and we've seen him on the field much more this season is Avery Shoel at safety. Had a career high seven tackles. Uh, fumble recovery versus UCF saw the field as well versus Syracuse what has Avery done as a redshirt junior to muscle his way into the field more actually I was I've been texting with his dad all afternoon <laughs> at, talking about those same they, same things right there uh, Avery's done a really good job maturing in this program uh, his development from when we first got here to who he's playing as right now uh, you know he, he is a physical presence back there uh, he's got really good movement patterns understands the defense, understands how to fit into the scheme, how to set some things up. And he's made some big hits this season, made some big stops, and uh, just really proud of who he's become uh, in this program uh, that enables him, you know, with a, with a loaded secondary, uh, you know, you've got to compete every single day for every single rep you can possibly get. And it just speaks volumes of uh, who Avery is, how driven he is, and really what a good football player he is that he's getting on the on the field and contributing uh, at such a high level really proud of him and he and the rest of the defense will try to tame a Louisville team under Scott Satterfield we discussed this on GT60 last week Scott Satterfield was the offensive coordinator at FIU in yep. 2010 when you were on the other side coordinating the defense at FIU they've got some impressive skill position guys JV yep. and Hawkins Tutu Atwell Malik Cunningham H how do they set their skill players loose on offense uh, well I mean they Scott does a great job. He's done it his entire coaching career um, as a coordinator, uh, as a play caller, and then now as a head coach. He, he just does a really good job, um, you know, establishing the run. He's got a big physical offensive line. Uh, he's got tremendous talent at the skill positions, and he plays to all of those strengths. Um, and, I, and I think he's as good of a play caller uh, as there is in college football. And uh, so I've got a tremendous amount of respect. He, he's a dear friend of mine, um, but also respect who he is. 
uh, as a coach and as a play caller as well. Defensively, Louisville is fifth in the nation right now in tackles for loss per game. From what you've observed on film, how do they like to attack to account for all those TFLs? Yeah, it's another odd front. They just bring pressure um, from different places at different times. They disguise it very well. Uh, but back to the, the number one thing, I think they're very physical. Uh, they're very aggressive, and they play hard. And, uh, you know, so we've got a big challenge for us Friday night, Bobby Dodd Stadium. Uh, we know our fans to be loud, uh, give positive energy, positive vibes, because our guys – have worked really, really hard uh, to prepare for this moment against a really good uh, football team in Louisville. Before we let you go, we're going to talk with Brent Key on the other side of the break. I want to get your thoughts on Zach Quinney. He's a guy I don't think we've mentioned on this program the first four episodes, but I suppose that means that Zach is doing what he's supposed to do, protecting the blind side of Jeff Sims. He, he, he's doing a great job, and he's another one. Uh, I still remember seeing him. My first time I ever met uh, Zach Quinney uh, was at a Waffle House in Tech Square, and he was eating an egg white omelet with his girlfriend, Grace. And, uh, you That's know, on brand, by the way. Yeah. It is. And, uh, you know, we struck, uh, you know, hit it off. He's such a great young man, uh, works hard, uh, is a great leader, is a great teammate. Uh, the amount of weight that he's put on with Coach Corral and Coach Horton, uh, Leah Thomas in our nutrition center, the way he comes to work every single day uh, with a positive attitude and a great demeanor. Um, he's very physical. He's playing at a very high level and uh, ju just so proud of Zach. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and release something that he doesn't even know about. He will be a captain uh, for this Friday night and just excited about who he is as a leader, who he is as a teammate, and uh, really lucky to coach Zach. Boy, a, a captainship for the Louisville game, if all goes well on Friday, might have to swing him back down to Waffle House on Tech Square to celebrate. <laughs> was, this, was this meeting by happenstance, or was it uh, coordinated in advance? No, nah, I think I was just there, as I invariably was, the first <laughs> uh, 12 days on the job after not having a Waffle House for two years living in Philly. Um, and there, there he was eating an egg white omelet, which is now in our policy manual. They are not allowed in this program to eat egg white omelets, uh, especially if you're an offensive lineman in this program because uh, we want to make sure our guys are big and physical. And uh, that's what Coach Key is developing. And our guys have embraced it and are doing a really good job with it. The Zach Quinney rule. In the policy yes. manual. Yep, it's send, right there. Send them to the waffles. Yep. Well, great. We'll go from waffles to pancakes. How about that? Brent Key, offensive line coach on the other side of the break. It's GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Even before the victory celebration is over, great teams are back at it the next day, working to get even better. The team at Ford understands how hard work and dedication pay off. Over the last 30 years, Ford Explorer has been America's best-selling SUV. In fact, all Ford SUVs like Explorer, Escape, and Edge are built for victory. Score a great offer today at your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on total cumulative OEM reported U.S. sales for all SUVs from calendar year 1990 through calendar year 2019. Today tastes like game day at home, like assigned couch seating. <laughs> tastes like coffee table dining and an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. <laughs> Today tastes like watching football is supposed to, and it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola, together tastes better. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The Ramblin' Red. Down over the shoulder. Makes the catch. Are ready to roll. Sims lobs the left side of the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Jackets. This is Yellow Jacket football. Unbelievable drama and unbelievable guts. Friday night under the lights. Georgia Tech is back home to battle Louisville. Kickoff at 7 with free game coverage starting at 5 right here on your home for the Yellow Jackets.
Football season is here and the fall months are approaching, but it's still warm, which means pests like ants, roaches, and mosquitoes are still out in force. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Atlanta-based Arrow Exterminators is trusted to keep a pest-free zone at the Yellow Jackets home, so rest assured that with Arrow's pest and termite control, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free home evaluation today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Talking all things Yellow Jacket Athletics. To be a part of today's show, send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. No matter your favorite game day food, it'll pair perfectly with a Coke. Together, it tastes better. As we welcome you back to GT60 tonight on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. It was a good run, but uh, it's time I give way to the man with truly the best broadcast voice in Georgia Tech athletics. He is our next guest. Let's welcome in offensive line coach Brent Key. Brent, how was that for an introduction? Well, Andy, I really appreciate you guys having me on today. And welcome, everyone, to the Georgia Tech telecast before we face off on Friday night versus Louisville. I've got a cold glass of water here in a, wife, in a Waffle House cup. Waffle House, Coca-Cola, both ingrained in our traditions here. Uh, Thank no, you very much. Number one, telecaster for TV. Number two, the sarcasm just dripping off you, which is how I like you the most. Uh, <laughs> can you confirm something that Coach Collins told us in the previous segment that thanks to Zach Quinney, offensive linemen are now forbidden from eating egg white omelets? Maybe the O-line coach needs to eat more egg, egg white omelets. <laughs> I, think that's the, I think that's where we need to make the switch off, to be honest with you. Okay, so, so players, no. Coaches, yes. Give us the progress report of your offensive line through these first three games. Uh, I mean, I could, I could really sit here and give you coach talk and tell you that we're improving in certain areas and doing this. But at the end of the day, there's the expectation that, that we have in our room and a standard in our room that uh, it's to go out and play each and every play like it has a history and a life of its own. And we are playing that play and that play only. And when that play's over, we move to, on to the next play. And, uh, and with what we do in our room, the expectation is perfection on every single play. And, and, there, and I know there's never been a practice and there's never been a game that's been perfect, but that is the expectation and that's the standard that I want to play to in our room. <clears throat> that's the culture in our room. It's a culture of toughness, physicality, and finish. Uh, and we've made progress over the time since we've been here, but we're by no way, no means to the to the place and the expectation that I have of, of these group of guys two sacks allowed in the first three games knowing the overhaul that you were charged with overseeing here on the offensive line and and having to unlearn so many things with your players that you inherited and then relearn some of the things in this system are you tracking right now from a pass protection standpoint the way that you want to be through three games and if not where are the areas where you still want to see that gap be closed you know, you can look at that and say we have, we've given up two sacks, and I, I want to go ahead and put this out there that we've also could have given up ten sacks. Um, you know, it's been a great job by the quarterback avoiding pressures. Um, you know, it, you know, there's sacks that come on things that aren't on the offensive line, and a lot of times there's 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 times that could be sacks. So I really think that's a one of the most overblown statistics in all of college football is is the sack, you know, ratio. Uh, at the end of the day, we look at it, and I look at it as offensive line coach, and and see are we getting the job done and and it's a collective effort uh yeah it's on the offensive line it's with the quarterbacks it's with the running backs um it's it's everyone involved in that to to make sure you have a successful play that involves throwing the football and you know this year having added the the portion of rpos that adds another uh another aspect of the protection that's a if you're blocking the run but yet there's a throw based on it mm -hmm. and we've had some uh We've had a sack that's come on that. We've had quarterback hits that's come on that. So it's an everyday. Uh, it's every day that we're out working to clean those things up. It's the individual techniques and they, and then collectively as a unit with the running backs and the and the and the quarterbacks and, and and receivers and tight ends when they're involved in certain parts of it as well. But have we made progress? Yeah, we've made progress. Uh, or, or am I happy about where we're at? And you know, no, not at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's always uh, a lot of work to be done, and that's that's any year I've coached offensive line. You know, any place I've coached offensive line. The number that Coach Collins cited is 18 pounds per head heavier on the above the line charted offensive line compared to the beginning of last season. How have you seen that increased bowl translate to your guys' 
performance on the field? I mean, is that something you can clearly notice as being uh, something that has helped your guys along? Yeah, for sure. That is that's definitely something that's helped us improve. Um, you know, mass moves mass. Uh, that's that's no secret. Uh, I think in all the scientific classes I took as a student here at Georgia Tech, <laughs> I learned that somewhere along the way, and I've been able to incorporate that part of my Georgia Tech education into my current profession. Uh, but no, you do. You notice it in, in in the run game of getting more push at the line of scrimmage, uh, being able to sustain blocks longer, uh, in in pass rush, being able to anchor on bull rushes, being able to you know sustain jolts and 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 build the depth of the pocket. And yeah, there's been a lot of improvement in those areas. But at the same time, that it, it, a lot of it comes from you know the added weight and the the gained mass that these guys have developed you know throughout the entire you know, whether it was off season, the quarantine. Uh, that whole time are you seeing things become more second nature to players now that you're in year two of this transition things that you didn't have to to police and teach at, at the same degree as last year well yeah there are things that are becoming more second nature but at the same time my job as a coach and our job as all of coaches is to mm -hmm. is to constantly be coaching and constantly be teaching and constantly constantly be, constantly be motivating these guys so yeah where there's things that are second nature i mean you can't let those things slip for one second uh, or, or all of a sudden they, they do become problems again. So uh, it, it's whether it's something as simple as getting your hands inside or getting your second step in the ground and, and, and the things we talk about every day of finishing, you know, the, the base core fundamentals are coached every single day uh, on the offensive line because if, if it's one rep, one play, one period, one, one day that you don't harp on those things, they're going to become sloppy. Uh, They've improved dramatically in just the awareness, I would say, of things that are going to happen out there, anticipation of things. And that's where you start to see groups mature and and become more cohesive is when all right, they see something happening, they can anticipate it's going to happen, and then they have themselves in a position to be able to stop any bad thing from occurring. And when the anticipation is there, and the anticipation only comes from repetition. I will get into some of the uh, individual players in your offensive line on the other side of the break. Brent Key joining us here on GT60. We'll take a quick timeout back for much more after this from the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Sir, you're now being placed on arrest for driving under an influence. What does that mean? tonight in the Grape Bar Motel. During your stay, you'll be photographed, fingerprinted, and given a stylish jumpsuit. And each room has an in-suite bathroom. Is all this free? Oh, no. Fines, court costs, and legal bills could add up to $10,000 or more. Save your money for a real hotel. Drive sober, or we will pull you over. This message brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. Make your wallet buzzworthy with a Georgia Tech Visa debit card from Georgia United Credit Union. Now you can support tech everywhere you go and spend. And every time you use your card, you'll be supporting Georgia Tech student-athletes. Georgia United makes banking easy with advanced digital banking features. Check out Georgia United's checking account with no monthly service fee and ability to earn interest and show your jacket pride. United, we fan. Visit GUCU.org slash GoJackets, insured by NCUA. Georgia United, the official debit card of Georgia Tech Athletics. Back with more after this timeout. You're listening to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Atlanta, home of clout, home of culture, home of Georgia Tech. But it's not enough to represent a city. You have to reflect it. And our story is Atlanta's story. A place that influences and innovates. A place that doesn't wait for change, it creates it. A place of relentless drive and undeniable swagger. With a storied past and unstoppable future. That's Atlanta. That's Georgia Tech. So let others wish they were here or pretend they're from here. We are here. And when you take this celebrated program in this world-class city, you get an electricity unlike anything in college football. Welcome to Atlanta, and what's the good word? This is Georgia Tech football.
We're talking Georgia Tech athletics in this week's edition of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. To be a part of today's show, send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics. Power on Georgia. As we continue to get you set for Georgia Tech in Louisville this Friday night, as we continue the conversation on GT60 with offensive line coach Brent Key, and I appreciate even though our listeners can't see it, you putting on what looks like your game helmet from your Georgia Tech days here for this segment. Of course, yeah, it is. It's the helmet I wore. It's, uh, I've had it every office I've had since the last game in the Peach Bowl in 2000. And uh, to me, it's a reminder of the, the times that I spent here as a student, times I spent here as a player. But uh, the thing I tell my players all the time, um, more, most importantly, the last game I ever put this on was a game we didn't end up winning. Mm. And you never know when that last game is going to be, and you always want to strive every day to make sure that that game that week, that you're giving it your best. Got some scuffs and scars on that lid. Yeah, you were an offensive lineman, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. I used it. Now, maybe maybe I should have been using my hands a little bit better, not my head. But uh, battle scars are always good on a helmet. Hey, speaking of uh, your teams and your eras, how about Joe Hamilton yesterday being announced as one of the newest members of the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame class of 2021? You and Joe overlapped a couple of years, right? Uh, actually, four years. But yeah, a couple times, too, Andy. A couple can be four. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what made blocking for Joe Hamilton such a pleasure where you knew oh, you were blocking wow. for just a, a great QB? Oh, well, not, I mean, not, not just a great QB, but a great person, a great friend. Um, you know, it, the, the, he was dynamic. We all, we all, we've all seen the highlights. Uh, you know, p- people have seen the games. Uh, the thing you can't explain about Joe is the, the belief and the confidence that we all had when the ball was in his hand that we always had a chance to win. Um, you know, I've told the story before, and I don't know if I've told it to you, that you know, we're playing North Carolina at home, and uh, I believe we, and we were down or tied at the time, but I think maybe we had to go down to kick a field goal to tie it up. It was overcast and rainy. It was an uh, afternoon game here at Bobby Dodd, and we're backed up on about the two- or three-yard line. Uh, on the right hash in particular, we're in a huddle, which we actually did back in those days. And uh, he huddled us up, and he said, hey, look, guys, we're going to go down the field put it on me um and then when we get done we're all going to meet up back 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 at peter's parking deck afterwards and have us a good old time and uh in 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 some type of words like that i'm sure johan might expound on those words a little more than i would but uh and and sure enough we go right down the field i think we kicked a field goal to tie it went to overtime and won the game but it was just that constant belief in what joe said and when the ball was in his hand we knew he was always going to give us an opportunity to win the game i I sometimes just shy away from playing the parallels game but we're seeing a very precocious young quarterback at Tech this year in Jeff Sims. Do you see any parallels just in the way Jeff conducts himself and the way that you saw Joe conduct himself early in his Georgia Tech career? You know, it's hard to compare any two guys uh, that, that play the game or even play that position. But, you know, actually, Jeff and, and Joe don't take this the wrong way when you hear me say this, but uh, karma's a you know what. Uh, Jeff actually prepares a lot better than Joe did at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things I always remember, you know, don't, and don't forget how Joe was redshirted. Then he played as a redshirt freshman. And it was really in that second year, that redshirt sophomore year where it started to click for him. And he started to understand what coach Friedman was telling him and coach O'Leary was preaching to him about the preparation of the game. And I think he would even tell you if, you know, if he really had, had the preparation earlier, he might, it might've, progress a little faster but that's a hard position to play and it's tough for a young guy uh you you know a lot of times you think that you have to know your position on the field well the quarterback has to know 22 or 21 other guys on the field you know everybody on offense what they're doing everyone on defense what they're doing so it's not just him that he has to worry about it's it's knowing what everyone's doing and being able to anticipate those things and the preparation that jeff has as a young guy along with other quarterbacks as well that they they do a great job of getting themselves ready for the game and uh there's just so many reps in a day and so many film clips you can watch that until the live bullets go out and, and, and take place that you build those reps behind you. And, you know, you know, Coach Friedgen used to really, you know, harp on Joe about that part. And then once he really started figuring those things out and his game started progressing and then, um, you know, then, then, then the magic started. And that's when it, the, and it started and it didn't stop. And I could sit here for 
the next two hours and tell you stories of things that happened on the field with Joe and, and you know, just pointing out people, telling them, you know, they're saying, hey, they're, they're gonna, he's going to run the ball right here. And Joe said, yeah, you, um, you're, you're right. I'm going to run the ball right there, and I'm going to run it for a touchdown. We're playing Virginia in the, or West Virginia in the Carquest Bowl. Sure enough, as a, you know, he kept the, kept the pitch on an option play and ran it 33 yards for a touchdown. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, him being able to call his own shots like that, it, it was really remarkable. But it also goes back to the preparation and how he learned to prepare for the game. And, and that word anticipate and anticipate things that were going to happen out there. And once again, our congratulations to Joe Ham, newest member of the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame class. Another great jacket, legendary jacket, Stuart Sink, part of the uh, class of 2021 as well. So congratulations to Stuart as well. You're also tutoring another young guy in your offensive line, Jordan Williams, who's been rolling with the ones at right tackle. Physically, he looks the part. 6'6", every bit of 330 from Gainesville, Georgia. What made you confident that he could handle not just the physical demands of playing right tackle so early, but the mental demands of doing so. Uh, you know, anytime you get a freshman in, there's always, uh, you, you, during the recruiting process, you really go back to recruiting and you try to eliminate unknowns in recruiting. And, and that's by getting to know guys and not just watching a tape, not just watching a highlight tape, not just watching one game, but watching a lot of games, going to practices, seeing how guys carry themselves on the field, seeing how they react with their teammates, seeing when they run out of the tunnel, are they the last one running out? Or are they the first one running out? When they say something on the sideline, do other guys react to them? And does it, does it, do they have the ability to affect others? So you kind of build a book on guys when you're recruiting them. So then you have a little bit better idea when you get, when you get those guys, okay, who's going to have the ability to get out there early and at least be, be tested. And Jordan was lucky as well. Cause he had seven spring practices that he was, able to go through and it was during the springtime then that we saw that he he had some some special tools uh at this level versus the speed versus the you know the the mental aspect of it and kind of through spring ball we kind of just started making the decision hey we're going to leave him in there and we're going to let him continue to get as many reps as he can and see where it shakes out uh and you know, by the time he becomes a you know by the time the season rolls around and um you know Credit to him, he did a good job in the in the quarantine of working with the other guys, staying attentive in the meetings, um, really working to learn the game then. Uh, and there's going to be bumps and bruises and ups and downs for freshmen always. But when you, when you, when you do play a freshman, especially on an island at a tackle spot, uh, it, it's not the ability really to go out and execute. It's the ability when they make a mistake to be able to put that mistake behind them and play each and every play like it has a history and a life of its own. And and be able to move on to the next one. They have to have short memories, and that's the thing I've told them. And you know, we had a we had a, a big bust in the game on uh, last week, and you know, obviously things affect guys differently. And he came to the sideline. I said, "Hey, look, you know, he probably thought he was going to get yelled at or get his butt ripped." And I said, "Hey, move on. Let's go. Here's what we did wrong. Uh, let's fix it." And then I brought him in on Sunday and showed him a clip of uh, uh, almost the exact same thing happening about three years ago to a certain right tackle who was a true freshman I had and a true freshman quarterback was in the game and uh, without naming who those two guys were i just said hey it worked out pretty good for those two guys didn't it can and, i take a guess was yeah. it jonah williams and tua uh it was jonah and jalen yeah okay so, yeah so almost the exact same thing we're at old miss on the road um slid the wrong way strip sack you know it was a, it was a stack fumble back for a mm -hmm. touchdown and i showed him and jeff i said look i said you can't let one play define you you can't let early blunders define you you got to be able to take those things, understand your mistakes, and, and, and fix them and not let them happen again. So it was, a, it was a very valuable teaching tool and a teaching moment for those guys. I know Jordan's best days are still ahead of him. We'll look to acquit himself well on Friday night versus Louisville. We'll take another quick timeout. Back for more with associate head coach and offensive line coach Brent Key. That is next on GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Today tastes like game day at home assigned couch seating <laughs> tastes like coffee table dining and an ice-cold coke to cool down the heat it tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life <laughs> today tastes like watching football is supposed to and it never tasted this good coca-cola together tastes better even before the victory celebration is over, great teams are back at it the next day, working to get even better. The team at Ford understands how hard work and dedication pay off. 
Over the last 30 years, Ford Explorer has been America's best-selling SUV. In fact, all Ford SUVs like Explorer, Escape, and Edge are built for victory. Score a great offer today at your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on total cumulative OEM reported U.S. sales for all SUVs from calendar year 1990 through calendar year 2019. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Football season is here and the fall months are approaching, but it's still warm, which means pests like ants, roaches, and mosquitoes are still out in force. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Atlanta-based Arrow Exterminators is trusted to keep a pest-free zone at the Yellow Jackets home, so rest assured that with Arrow's pest and termite control, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free home evaluation today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Talking all things Yellow Jacket Athletics. To be a part of today's show, send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Once again, 7 p.m. at Tomey's Leather Friday night at Bobby Dodd for your Yellow Jackets and Louisville Cardinals. Happy anniversary, by the way. This is the anniversary coach of the 222 to 0 Cumberland game happened on this date October 7th and I'm sure Cumberland felt every bit of those 222 so enjoy the day Yellow Jackets and I know you'll enjoy your Friday night when we visit you at Bobby Dodd Stadium for the Jackets and Louisville Cardinals talking with this uh, offensive line coach Brent Key I've always been curious about this when you evaluate offensive line prospects you're looking for their technique how violent their hands are their hip band their their footwork how do you evaluate an offensive lineman's nastiness. Is that something that you can immediately see on film because you want somebody who plays with that attitude to be successful at the next level? It's funny you ask that because that actually is probably the hardest thing to determine and, and to evaluate when you're recruiting offensive linemen. Um, you know, there, there's certain measurables that you have. There's the size, the weight, the strength, you know, speed, ability you know athletic ability uh the the thir the first thing i probably look at is you know their balance and body control you know I look, is, does the guy is, is he on the ground and when you look at a young kid like a, a jordan or you know ryan spires or paula or you know all those guys the thing i looked at first was are they on the ground and when you watch they're very very rarely on the ground and that's something that, 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 that that's important because you know they have balance, you know they can recover, you know they can be able to, they can bend their hips and play with some power. But at the same time, it eliminates injuries in offensive linemen. It eliminates injuries in other players in practice when you have guys that have good balance and don't end up on the ground all the time. But when you're looking at the toughness, um, the first thing you're going to do is you ask ask the high school coach. And uh, there, there's there's an old saying that that I go by: if, if a high school coach looks you in the face and says, "Yeah, this guy's tough." All right, he's probably just another guy. But if that guy jumps up on his table, pounds his fist on his desk and says, this is the toughest guy I've ever coached, then you know you got something. So that's kind of the first way. If there's ever any him and Hall, you got some questions to ask. Now, from there, you watch how they practice. You watch how they try to sustain blocks. It's a lot of things that happen between the plays and when the play actually isn't going on that, def that really helped to, to define the toughness you know, mental toughness and physical toughness of of, of young players. And, um, yeah, can you develop that over the course of time? Yes, you can. But at the same time, there's a lot of that that just is, is who they are as a player. Is, is it important to them to be attentive, to be eyeball to eyeball with the coach? After a hard practice to be, you know, on a knee and have, do they have their head down or do they have their head up? Looking at the coach, the high school coach when he's addressing them. Um, 
how do they go about their schoolwork? You know, do they do they work hard in school or do they get in there and they become lazy and just say, oh, I'm just a football player? You know, guys that truly have a, 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 an edge in the mental toughness, that they, they work at everything. They try to excel in everything they do. They have something about them that, that makes them want to be great. So there's a lot of factors that go in because it is probably one of the toughest things uh, to evaluate is that is that part of it. Yeah, I know you're uh, certainly rebuilding this offensive line in a Brent Key image, which should be to the delight of Georgia Tech fans. We'll take one final timeout, Coca-Cola ACC refresher, and then we'll wrap up GT60 with associate head coach and offensive line coach Brent Key. That is next on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. You can do all your banking from the comfort of your home. With SunTrust Advantage Checking, you can get everything you need through our innovative mobile app. Set up balance alerts, transfer money, make deposits, pay bills, or send and receive money with Zelle. Because we believe, now more than ever, banking should be secure and convenient. Go to suntrust.com advantage to open an account today. Terms and conditions apply. SunTrust, now truest. Member FDIC. It's back, the return of the prestigious Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, honoring college sports excellence across all competitive divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow along with L Directors' Cup on Twitter or online to see which schools will be taking home a first-place trophy in June for their season-long success. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, a premier institutional award jointly launched in 1993 by USA Today and NACTA. Back with more after this timeout. You're listening to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Atlanta, home of cloud, home of culture, home of Georgia Tech. But it's not enough to represent a city. You have to reflect it. And our story is Atlanta's story. A place that influences and innovates. A place that doesn't wait for change, it creates it. A place of relentless drive and undeniable swagger. With a storied past and unstoppable future. That's Atlanta. That's Georgia Tech. So let others wish they were here or pretend they're from here. We are here. And when you take this celebrated program in this world-class city, you get an electricity unlike anything in college football. Welcome to Atlanta, and what's the good word? This is Georgia Tech football. This is GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For a look around the ACC, let's rejoin Andy Demetra for this week's ACC Refresher. Brought to you by Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. All right, here's your Coca-Cola ACC Refresher. All games on Saturday besides ours, of course. NC State at Virginia. Virginia Tech's at North Carolina. Duke travels to Syracuse. Pitt heads to Boston College. Florida State's at Notre Dame. And then the marquee matchup, number seven, Miami visits number one, Clemson. That's your Coca-Cola ACC Refresher. Final minute of the program with offensive line coach Brent Key. Of course, our thanks to Jeff Collins as well. And 7 p.m. Friday, looking forward to Tommy Leather at Bobby Dodd, Georgia Tech, and Louisville. One last question about this Louisville matchup specifically Brent uh, Louisville top five in the nation in tackles for loss per game what makes them disruptive up front that you and the offensive line will have to uh, safeguard against on Friday yeah well, they do a good job of creating uh, creating one-on-ones uh, trying to break you down whether it be in your run game or protection uh, they're three four defense base but then they you know they, they will reduce down and play some four down looks and and, and run various various five-man pressures, four-man pressures, uh, void pressures to try to create some one-on-ones, whether it's on your running back, whether it's on, on particular offensive linemen. Uh, so that's something that, that that's created by the scheme. You know, Brian does a really good job with the with that defense, and uh, he, he's a good defensive coordinator. He's an experienced guy. Uh, he's done it and done it a while and does a really good job at it. Uh, and then personnel-wise, they've got some good players and, and just the scheme of their defense uh, puts a lot of guys in the box. And uh, it, it puts them in various spots, different alignments. Uh, so 
you know, just the repetition and practice this week of doing things, you know, over and over and over and doing what we do and being who we are. Uh, but at the same time, you know, having to, uh, you know, adjust to the defense that you're playing is different from the, the one the previous week. So it'll be a challenge for us uh, Friday night. And uh, I know all the guys up front and myself and everybody on the offensive staff is really looking forward to it. Yeah, you guys certainly embracing the challenge and we look forward to seeing it play out on Friday night. Well, Coach, this is fun. I, I, as a fellow broadcast professional, do you have a signature sign-off? Anything you want to close the show with? Well, you've already used the good ones. I mean, the, the toe meets leather, that, that, that was Al Seraldo, right? That was. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a little Georgia Tech. I didn't here. know if you had your own signature. Well, Yellow Jacket fans, look forward to seeing you all out here at the 20% rule that we have during this quarantine time on Friday night when toe meets leather at 7 o'clock on Friday night in historic Bobby Dodd Stadium at Grant. Oh. Historic Grant Field at Bobby Dodd Stadium. I got my, I got, I got my, I got my tongue twisted up there a little bit. I, I like you as a broadcaster. I like you even more as our offensive line coach. Frankie, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it, and uh, uh, look forward to seeing everyone out there on Friday night. And uh, thanks to the fans that, that are that are able to come out uh, during these times right now, and uh, you know, look forward to putting on a good show for you guys. And appreciate everything you guys do. All right, you know the drill. Jacket, 7 p.m. Friday night. We'll talk to you then. Our thanks to Brent Key, Jeff Collins, for our entire crew, and the Demetrio saying so long and thanks once again for listening to GT60. Have a great night, everyone. You've been listening to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 for the latest on the Jackets. GT60 has been brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. Drive sober or get pulled over. Coca-Cola. No matter your favorite game day food, it'll pair perfectly with a Coke. Together, taste better. And by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Visit us at georgiapower.com slash community. Power on, Georgia. GT60 is a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Georgia Tech Sports Network.